Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the Raider Power Podcast. I'm Ryan and with me as always is my man Moss. How you doing today, partner? Man, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay today. How you doing? You know what? I'm excited to be at episode 10. I feel like it's a landmark for us. It's a yeah. milestone. Yeah. And so that's what's going to happen. They, they, the haters said that we wouldn't do it. What are you doing over there? I'm going to crack a cold one for that. Oh, are you cracking a cold one? Oh, back to our roots. Cords light, my friend. Mm-hmm. Cords light. Cheers, brother. Cheers. Glug, 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 glug. <laughs> All right. Well, Chris, tough loss. Um, it's a tough loss when you feel like you're in it all the way to the end and a couple mistakes cost you the game. Yeah. But, uh, you know, played Iowa State at Iowa State. Lost 40-31. to 31. And, uh, Chris, give me your initial take from that game. Well, I think we did a much better job than what people thought we were going to do. If you looked at news articles and interviews leading up to this game, everyone thought that it was going to be a slaughter in Iowa State's favor. Um, I think we looked very impressive in the first half. I think we were composed both on defense and on offense for the most part. And then I think the lights just kind of got to Bowman. And like you were going to say on the show is this was really the first time he looked like a, a true freshman. That's and uh, yeah, I mean, I want to say, you know, we've harped on the little things before. Uh, it just turned out the a few of the mistakes that we had turned out to be the biggest issues for us in this game. And that's ultimately why we lost was just a few penalties here and there. A couple mistakes on offense. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, overall, I think we played okay. We, I mean, we played okay, our decision-making was poor, and ultimately that's why we lost the game. So that's kind of my breakdown. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. You and me have talked about it. This was the first time Alan Bowman looked like a freshman. I mean, it, it took eight games, and he finally it finally hit him. It was a big game, obviously a lot of pressure on the situation, and, and Iowa State was getting to him. Yeah. The D-line, their defensive front was beating our O-line and getting to him, putting pressure on him. And that pressure that he's handled so well, uh, it, he kind of he made some mistakes because of it. You know, His stats were 32 for 56, still threw for over 300 yards, one touchdown, and uh, kind of an ugly three picks. But the, the worst part, as all you fans at home know, 31-31 play action. Somehow the ball gets jarred loose and kicks back 15 yards to the end zone. He picks it up, tries to throw it away, and he just – I don't know if he did – I know he has the arm strength to do it, so maybe he just wasn't thinking that much or he was a little flustered. Flustered, But he, sure. he, he didn't get it to the line of scrimmage. He came up like one or two yards short, and if you don't get it to the line of scrimmage, it's intentional grounding. So intentional grounding, he's in the end zone during it. It's a safety. They get the ball back, and they scored in that drive, which, which was the game. And, you know, it, it's tough to go down like that, but like you mm. said, it was, it was some bad decisions. Uh, in the heat of the moment, some mistakes and penalties. But overall, you know, I don't think it was a bad game by Tech. I think it there was were a sloppy parts game. that were definitely bad, though. I mean, there yeah, were certain oh, no. parts that were definitely I'm, bad. I'm there, saying there's overall. A reason, there's a reason Bowman had three picks. Yeah, I'm saying overall. It, like, we didn't – it's not like we played our worst game. We played a, a, a sloppy game for sure. Mm. But it wasn't It wasn't by any means our worst game, you know. Mm. Um, I – I think it, it was real tough to watch like that. You know, you're hyped up. You get the ball tied up like three minutes on the clock or whatever it was. And you really think the boys are going to pull it out on the road on this start of this big three game sprint. And uh, 
to go down like that was definitely a heartbreaker. But let's um let's let's break down some other positions besides quarterback. Uh, wide receivers. I, I got to say, Wesley continues to impress me. Uh, he is he is unreal. That catch, that touchdown catch, oh, was, was something incredible. Just big boy out there. Yeah, that was something that the defender played perfectly, and you couldn't do anything about it. He just went up and over him, took the ball, and forced his way into the end zone, and that was incredible. The other receivers, you know, they played good. Uh, they Jadeon High, T.J. Vasher, still put in that work. I mean, obviously, you need the the quarterback to get it to you. And um, for the most part, the, the receivers did well. Uh, the one thing that I – another position, though, that I would say did not do well is running back. Oh, uh, we could we, we could not th- run the ball. We had a total of 30 yards rushing, and four of them were Bowman. We had, from our running backs, we got 26 yards rushing on 15 attempts. I mean, that's the reason we why we lost the game. Iowa State made us one-dimensional, and you know they knew that Bowman had to throw the ball because Dalian Ward got shut down. Tayshawn got shut down, and we didn't have Trey King in, you know, big body back there. So, you know, they knew we were going to have to pass it, and that's what happened. I mean, that's yeah. literally what happened. So, I mean, we got to get the run game going if we're going to be able to get the air raid offense going as well. So, yeah, I mean, they, they really exposed our run offense right there. I mean, I guess I, I was looking at some stats, and Texas Tech actually ranks like it's bottom 20 in the FBS. It's like 115th or something in, uh, in run stuff, like getting your run stuff. Our offensive line aren't getting that push, and when we try to run up the gut, they're just swallowing us up at the line of scrimmage or even for negative yards. And when you're doing that, that's why our running backs average, you know, two yards a carry, not even one and a half yards a carry or something stupid like that. I think I if we had Trey King in the game, it would have been a different story. Cause, yeah, he's you know, a different that, style runner. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He's a downhill runner. And and Felton didn't have a good game either. And that's also Felton's specialty is breaking through those tackles and getting oh, going you, downfield. Yeah, they only gave him one carry. Yeah. One but, carry. you know, the, the the line definitely got dominated in the trenches, and that was something that, you know, we haven't really seen so far. Normally we've been praising the offensive line, but this game was – it was different. And I think that, like you said, knocking the running game kind of halted our pass game because they could blitz when they knew that the pass was coming. And when they were blitzing and, and – Bowman was getting pressured, mistakes were happening, and overall, that's what fucking stunted our offense. Yeah, and it's just such a backbreaker, not having that running game going, because we know that Alan Bowman is a capable quarterback, and we know that we have one of the best receiving cores in the nation, so not seeing them play to their full potential, you know, if they if we had the running game going, Tech would have blown this wide open. We would have oh, had, I agree. We would have we blown it wide open. Um do you have anything else to talk about with the running backs, or do you think we're good? No, yeah, no, I think maybe move on to the defense. Um, yeah. I, when I, if, if we keep on the running uh, theme, on the, the run defense, I got to say this. Montgomery is a bruiser for sure. He carried the ball 33 times yeah, at 125. Yeah, ridiculously good. Yeah, yeah, 125 yards and two touchdowns, and he was bruising, but our defense was actually pretty efficient on the run. I yeah. mean, he averages close to, like, I think around five yards a carry, and we held him to 3.8 that game, mm-hmm. but, you know, I feel like anything under four yards of carry, you got to be pretty happy with your run defense because, uh, you know, that means if they're running on first and second down, you're, you're causing a third down. You're not giving them easy first repeatedly. So our run defense, while he still got over 100 yards, a couple of touchdowns, it's only because you ran it so many times. I think that they actually did a pretty strong job on the run defense. Yeah, and if you want to put this game into perspective, Iowa State played West Virginia last week. Uh, Montgomery got 29 carries, 189 yards one touchdown, and he was averaging six and a half yards per carry. People always say how tough 
West Virginia's run defenses, but uh, we proved that ours might be a little better. Yeah, I mean, our run defense was a positive, but the a negative for that defense was explosive plays, big you plays. About once big again. plays again, Ryan. I, you know, I like to talk about big plays, Chris, and mm. not in a positive manner this week. Nope. Big plays were a fucking killer. I mean, that cuts down to end the game to Butler. That Butler guy is an absolute beast. I mean, yeah. he, he's the size of Vasher or fucking Wesley, but even more built. He's built. guy's a horse. He's big. And, you know, he had four catches for 148 yards and the game-ending TV. I mean, he had 37 yards of catch, man. 37 per catch, not longest, per. I mean, that was a really good play call by Iowa State on that third down and eight to oh, go for that pass. Yeah, like – because if we, if we, you know, blocked that one, we would have had a chance to come down and score. But uh, it just didn't work out. Oh, yeah. I mean, I definitely thought they were going to run it again and just try to drain a little more clock before they punted. But they they went up and over the top. Only had single coverage back there. Didn't have a safety playing uh, cover two over the top. And Butler burned us. I mean, kid's a beast. What can you say? Uh, but, yeah, big explosive plays. Definitely a detriment. That's I mean, basically how Iowa State scored all their points was driven off of those big plays. Yeah, and if you want to talk about explosive plays, I mean, the defense did have a couple. Uh, we yep. forced a fumble in the in the uh, in the end zone in Iowa State's end zone, and you know that got us, that tied that tied us up. Um, but we didn't really have any turnovers. We didn't get any fumbles. Yep. We didn't get any interceptions. So the turnover battle, Iowa State definitely won. And again, that just added to them. You know, they should have been up a lot more with three t- or three interceptions. Yeah, and I think that kind of shows how well the defense played because, you know, when you're getting those turnovers, you're getting pretty good field position mainly. And, you know, three interceptions and the turnover on the safety. And uh, so four turnovers for us. And, and you know, we, we did a pretty good job on defense, but the big plays, they hurt us. But let's go to the last uh, position group on the team, special mm. teams. Chris, oh, you and me said last boy. week, you and me said last week that special teams was the key to the game. And you know what? Special teams is what kept us in it for the longest yeah. time. I mean, if we, I mean, if you want to look at Texas Tech's offense, right? Uh, the blocked punt, huge score. touchdown, scoop and yeah. score, touchdown, scoop the and defense, score. the defensive fumble, scoop and score. That's fourteen scoop points. Score. Tech only had thirty-one points on the game, so you're talking seventeen points for the offense, the number one Big Twelve offense. So, I mean, that really just shows us, you know, how bad our offense played in that game, again, because of the rushing attack. Yeah, and the special teams, like you said, the, the block punt kept us in it. I mean, Hatfield, of course, didn't miss anything because he's fucking accurate as hell. Savage. And Dom, Dom was great. Dom pinned them within their own 20, like, six times, dude. Dom, Dom was sending hell of a player. Dude, his punts were incredible. He's actually, I saw, he's on the watch list for the Punter of the Year award. Is he really? Yeah, he Incredible. got put on the watch list. Like he's he had a great game. The field position in that aspect helped us a ton. The yeah. blocked punt. I mean, special teams literally kept us in it, which is what we said we needed to do. And uh, I mean, I just wish the offense could have capitalized at the end of the game and made it all worth it. Um, but you know, the, the special that teams we said great. that we were worried about the defense and special teams were both pros. And the thing I was not worried about was Alan Bowman's health the health on the offensive side of the ball. I thought we were going to be able to overpower Iowa State. That's what did us in. So we should have uh, yeah. been worried about the offense and not about special teams in the defense. Uh, maybe it makes you think. Maybe in uh, practices they heard our podcast and they said, you know, we got to focus on these special teams. It's clearly important. Mm-hmm. The defense, 
and they kind of maybe assumed their offense would be fine. And you know what? Actually, you made a good point, and I think it also fucked Bowman. They, that, that Iowa State, they call it what? What they call it? The cloud coverage? The cloud, yeah. Yeah, I guess the cloud's fucking real because it rained all day on us. Yes, it did. But um, let's let's jump into overall pros cons uh, so we can get past this fucking game. Um, number one pro for me, special teams. We just harped on it. Special My number teams, one too. Great job. Number yeah. one. Number number two. What do you got? I would say Anton Wesley. Yeah. Know? Just again showing that he's one of the best wide receivers in the country. Um, battling it out. Battling out, yeah. keeping his spirits high, fighting, grit. I would think that would be the other pro, is they fought hard. Um, you know, they never gave up. They were constantly trying to claw their way back into this game in the second half against a hostile homecoming crowd at Iowa State. So, yeah, I'm going to say grit and Anton Wesley are my two other biggest pros. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with the, the grit and, and the receivers. You know, they, they definitely clawed and stayed in the way in the game. And the defensive special teams especially, uh, they never gave up, which I love to see. Uh, my last pro, uh, the defense at times. You know, the big plays we yeah, said were the negative. But the, the overall defense besides those plays that broke out on us, you know, getting stops, we did that. You know, stop the run game at 3.8 yards of carry is stopping the run game in my book. So yep. defense at times, I'm going to give them a pro as well. Let's jump into the cons. Oh, boy. I'm just going to say Bowman. Bowman yeah. was a big con for me, especially because I had so much confidence in you going to this game. Um, again, he just looked like a true freshman. You know, I guess this game yeah. was coming. I really wish it wasn't this one. Um, really bummer. You know, it's a massive bummer because now our Big 12 title shots kind of dampened. We still got a chance. We still got a chance with that Longhorns loss. But, uh, some yeah. Hope, some hope. Bowman did not look impressive at all in this game. So, yeah, Also, you know, I want to add something else on the Bowman. Dur- during the ending moments of the game, when he made mistakes, he was complaining and whining to the referee. Um, his overall demeanor did not, I, 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 did not suit me. I, I felt like he was not taking responsibility for his mistakes. I felt like he was complaining and trying to blame it on the game or the referee's decisions. Yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with that when it comes to – it seems like the frustration got to him. And yeah. when the frustration got to him, he tried to almost push the blame a little bit at the end there. You yeah. know, when he when he threw that, that intentional grounding, obviously anyone's going to be upset at that. But, yeah, that last play of the game when he threw the pick and he's trying to complain to the ref, trying to get a pass interference that simply wasn't there – I didn't like just I didn't like seeing that really either. Um, but I, I will say this about Bowman: it, he was it was definitely a con to see him play like a freshman and make those mistakes. But I almost think that we have such high expectations from him from before that it, it like lets us down more. You know, we expect him to be this elite quarterback day, game in and game out, and when he just doesn't perform that way, it's just such a huge letdown. It almost feels like he's like a Heisman level quarterback, and yeah. when he has a bad game, we're freaking out. But I mean, good thing to have him for the future, but it was definitely a bad game for him. Even the future games, he's got to get his head straight for these next couple games. These are going to be massive. I agree. I'm going to hop into my next con because it kind of plays off that, and that's bad decision-making. Mm-hmm. Um, bad decision-making, I mean, it was mainly offensive, but there was it was kind of – it was all over the place, and it, and it kind of – they made those turnovers and then everything like that happen, and we've talked about it enough, so I don't want to dive too deep. Yeah, bad decision-making, and Jet Duffy didn't even play, Ryan. 
Wow, that's a that's a fucking that's a ricochet shot right there, man. That was a little bit of a chirp, Jet. I'm sorry. Um, I'll say another con then. Running game, running game. God, I I mean, it's just terrible. Oh my god, so sad. Is like is getting so hyped up all week long. You know, the expectations for this game for me were so high. If we win the game, we're in the race for a Big Twelve title. And they just can't get both sides of the ball on the same page. You know, we either playing great on defense or we're playing great on offense. And in this game, I'd much rather have been we played great on offense. We could have won with a shootout in this one. Uh, yeah, it's just absolutely. It's just extremely frustrating when they can't get, you know, a key component of their offense going. And Chris, why don't you hit us with the big last negative that we said too many times this year? Penalties, 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 big plays, not doing the little things that will move you towards success. Uh, you know, who got kicked out at the beginning of the game with the targeting call, Ryan? Uh, that was Brooks. Yeah, Jordan Brooks. Uh, yeah. That was, uh, that was a pretty big disappointment because he's a key piece to the defense. Um, yeah. yeah, just You were actually that- harping his praise the other week. Yeah, I mean, just just little things just keep getting in, you know, just keep screwing up our game plan. Uh, it seems to me like we need all the starters on the field, especially on defense, to play a complete game and offense as well. But we're all healthy there, except for the, I guess not. I, yeah, we I guess really think that we just need all of our starters on the field to play a complete game. Uh, yeah. I guess we saw it with Ole Miss with Jay Sean not being there, and then we've seen it with the running backs. And we we've seen it at the quarterback position, so we really need and all the of our receiver and in. offensive line, fucking everywhere, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But penalties that's that's just the biggest con. That's why we lost the game. You can't be doing these things. So I know they yeah. want to. I know they want to protect the quarterback. They got to figure it out. They really do. Yeah, I, I'm gonna. I want to end talking about this game in a. Kind of uh, depressing. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm gonna do a little spin zone for the folks uh, and for you, Chris. So we talked about, like, oh, is Big 12 title hope over? Well, if I'm doing a little bit of quick math, right, Oklahoma has a Big 12 loss. Yeah. Uh, Texas has a Big 12 loss. West Virginia has a – West Virginia has a Big 12 loss. West Virginia plays Texas this week, right? Yeah. Say Texas beats West Virginia. Now West Virginia has two Big 12 losses. Mm. We have two games coming up against Oklahoma and Texas. We beat Oklahoma and Texas – now they each have two Big 12 losses, and we only have, and we have two. So now all four of us have two Big 12 losses. And now let's keep going down the rabbit hole. Okay. West Virginia still has to play Oklahoma. Oh. So one of them is going to have three losses. So then there will be three teams less left with, with two losses. And say West Virginia is the team that uh, – or Oklahoma beats West Virginia, right? Now West yeah. Virginia has three Big 12 losses. Oklahoma mm. has two. Texas has two. Well, we have the tiebreak over both of them because we beat both of them. And then Texas beat Oklahoma, and it's us versus Texas in the Big 12 championship. Wow. You know, <laughs> that's going to take about, a lot. That's going to take yeah, a lot for it to happen. I don't know if you can parlay that right now, but I it would. It stars aligning, but uh, yeah, there, I bet, there's I bet you like that, hearing it. There's something that feels really special about this Texas uh, Tech Texas, Texas Tech versus Texas game 10 years from the, the crab Crabtree catch. I'm actually going to be attending that game. Uh, row Jealous. four. Yeah. 50 Ooh, yard line. Probably the most expensive nice. tickets that Tech has had in a long time. But 
Thank yeah, God our uh, podcast corporate account could cover that. <laughs> our intern still hasn't even came up with who who's, has wins and losses on these. So I know. What an asshole. He'd better get that by the end of the season. <laughs> um, well, let's, uh, let's hop into next week because, you know, we touched on it. We got a huge game. Massive. Oklahoma coming to Texas Tech. We're 13-point dogs. It started at 10. People are betting Oklahoma. We're down to 13-point dogs. Over-under set at 77. And you know what? It's a blackout at the Jones. It's yeah. a night game. The folks are going to be going crazy. And yes, like sir. you just harped on, the 10 years ago, the blackout yes, game where Texas Tech beat Texas, it's got yes, the sir. vibe to that in my opinion. Yeah, it's not number one versus number seven, but it's number seven versus unranked. And you know unranked. what? It's a massive game, and I think we can do it. I don't know if we can, but I think the fans, they got to come out. You fans back home, you got to come out. You got to block out the jokes. You got to come you out. you got to go crazy. You got to go crazy. I'll be going crazy uh, for the next one, but you all have to take my spot on this one. Um, yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you be betting on Oklahoma if you're not a, a Tech fan or have been watching the season? Oklahoma looked unbelievable against Kansas State, blew them out of the water. But we know Kansas State stinks, um, and Tech did not play a good game. So Tech just lost to Iowa State. Why wouldn't you be betting on Oklahoma and pushing that line? Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is going to be the best team and the best offense and perhaps the greatest quarterback in uh, the NCAA right now. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be a pretty crazy game. So hopefully our defense can uh, stand up to the challenge. And uh, I think that number though, that seventy seven number, might be a little too high for me, Ryan. Yeah, that seventy seven number is definitely a little bit concerning. Uh, I don't know. I still I think it could honestly hit, but I think it's mainly revolved around our offense. I think this has yeah. way more way more of a possibility to be a shootout than that Iowa State game did. I mean, that was 31-40, to 40, and I think that that was almost a slow-paced game. Um, I feel like this game, I mean, here's the thing. This Oklahoma offense is the best offense we've played for sure. It's one of the uh, best offenses in the country. You could argue it's top five. Yeah, I mean, it's All one of the around. teams that I think, I think it's one of the teams that can compete with Alabama, not because they could stop them, but because they could score on them. Um, so they're going to score on us, and we know they're going to score on us. But what we need to do on defense is bend, not break. It's an expression I love, and that means we need to hold them the field goals. The reason that's going to be tough is because Oklahoma is number one in the country in green zone efficiency, meaning finishing drives. They are number one in the country in finishing drives. and that's. But our defense has to wow. hold tall. They have to bend, not break. Yeah, we have to bend, not break. And, you know, another thing I think we have to take a chance on, you know, maybe early in drives – fucking playing a different style as well, which is boom, boom or bust. And the reason is we need to make turnovers because they're going to have long drives and we're going to have to try to stop them in, in the red zone to home to a field goal. But if we can just go fucking play all ball to the wall, trying to ball hawk and cause a couple turnovers, that could be big because it could stop a drive early because otherwise they're going to possess the ball. They're going to get big plays because they are an unbelievable offense with an amazing quarterback. Do you want to hear a crazy stat about Kyler Murray on his last game? I do. Kyler Murray had 19 completions for guess how many yards? I'm going to say like 450. 352 yards. 19 completions. Yeah, those are just big plays after big plays, bro. I know, and what are we bad at? Big play defense. That's why I think we just have the ball hawk. Fucking go for a turnover. We're not going to stop them consistently. You know, we got to try to stop them in the red zone when they get there. But early in drive, fucking go for that turnover. Fucking ball hawk it. Uh, make some to play mistakes. A different style for sure. You know, 
you know, make some mistakes. We can get our offense the ball back one way or the other. Either let them score quick so we can have the ball or fucking try to take the ball away. It's I think that's what we tough. have to do. It's also tough because Ruffin McNeil is their new defensive coordinator. And he was really, you know, the biggest defensive coordinator, literally, that we had at uh, Texas Tech. And I think he might know some of the schemes that we're running on defense. So, You know, I will say the head coaches also know each other very well. Uh, yeah. Oklahoma head coach got his start at Texas Tech. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, they definitely know each other. Good friends. Yeah, exactly. So the, the Cliff, coach it's, Cliff has it, said that Ruffin McNeil is like one of his very, very good friends. He still talks yeah. to him. It, it's kind of like the West Virginia situation where yeah. Cliff and Dana are so familiar with each other. These guys are so familiar with each other. But uh, the one thing I will say about their defense is, you know, this defense, I've said it before, they're kind of suspect. Like they're they're not bad, but they're not a great defense. And Texas Tech is by far the best offense they have seen. Our offense is better than Texas's offense. Hopefully. No, it, it, it is a fact. We are the best offense they have seen. Hopefully. And, no, I, I, well, I we don't I, know I, what offense is going to come out there. Is it going to be the Iowa our, State offense or is it going to be the Houston offense? I'll say our real offense is the best offense that they have seen. The offense we are capable of is by far the best they've seen. Granted, their defense is different now. You know, with the new D coordinator, we don't really know what they're all about. So are they going to come out and still be suspect or are they jazzed up? I'm not sure. I will uh, quote both the players and Cliff on this one. They are playing a base defense, which Mm. means they're not going to do anything crazy. They're just going to be trying to do very well on the little things and play a very simple defense just playing a simple cover too you got to fucking pick it apart uh-huh that's and you know you know i hope bowman embraces that loss and his poor performance and embraces the home crowd and the environment that we're going to have in lubbock this weekend blackout game massive game like we said you know it's got big 12 championship and national title implications so I hope he really, you know, wants to put the team on his back in this one and come out and show Kyler Murray that he is just as good as a QB. Yeah, and, you know, I, we definitely have to have Bowman have an A-plus game and, and throwing the ball the way he can, but I think something that's going to help him do that is getting the run game going. Not We're losing the battle in A-plus game all around on this one, Ryan. But I'm, I'm saying, like, if we get that run game going, it's only going to help him. And we got to get the running game going unlike we did this week, and we mm-hmm. can't just be getting stuffed run after run. Who's going to be the one running the ball? I want to see Trey King running downhill, bashing his way for four or five yards. That's I what I want to see. Why Dalion Ward is the starting running back? I want to see what he is bringing to the table because last week he brought. Yeah, I mean, we know he has talent. We've seen talent out of him before too. But we need we need all the running backs running well so that the offensive can get the passing game going. Because I think we are the best offense they've seen. They're the best offense we've seen. I think it's a shootout. I think seventy-seven might get eclipsed. But I think that we have to just fucking play aggressive and see what happens. We, we can't be afraid to make mistakes in this game. Ryan, I'm praying that it's not a shootout because if we get into a shootout, I don't think we can hang with Oklahoma. They have too many weapons. I hear that. But at the same time, I think that that's our best game style, man. I mean, we can score points. We haven't proven that we can really hold good offenses to low points. Is Vasher healthy? In your opinion. I don't know if he's 100%, but he's definitely healthy enough to have good games. I mean, he's been having good games. I just feel like Wesley is, is uh, you know, Bowman's favorite target. But Vasher, he, he gets the ball, and he can still make the catches. But I don't know if he's 100%. Having a leg injury as a guy who's fucking needs to run and go fast, and then having that little back injury, too, in that TCU game, that's, that's not helpful for a guy who relies a lot on speed and jumping ability. But he still has those absolute mitts for hands. 
And I think that he's going to come out rearing and ready to go. I feel like he's a big game player. I feel like he gets up. Well, let's hope so. Uh, do you want to move right. on here? Let's do uh, predictions. Do you want to go? Oh, for the game. Okay. Yeah, you first, brother. Oh, my God. You know, it's it's so hard for me to do these when it, they're tough games. Because Tech should not be favored to win this game. Tech, honestly, should lose this game by a lot. But guess what? They're not. They're coming up. The boys are going to be hot. Bowman is going to be flying. Big unit slinging his back, baby. It's time. Tech wins this game by a field goal. My prediction for the score, 45-42. to Red Raiders come with the biggest victory in Cliff's career. Chris, I could not agree more with you, my friend. Here's the thing. I'm never going against the boys, but I'm also never sure as hell going to go against the boys in a blackout at the Jones. Nope. Because you know what? The fans are coming, rearing, ready to go. The boys yep. are going to be buzzing. They're coming off a heartbreak loss. And you know what? I think Cliff is a good enough coach where he doesn't let his players go down and get in a bad spot. I no think way. Cliff is a good enough coach where he gets the players hyped. He says, you know what? We're not fucking done. Let's show nope. everyone what we're made of. Let's show who Texas Tech is. And let's prove it to the home fans and to the country. This nationally televised ABC game at 8 o'clock that we are legit. We are Texas Tech, and we can win this game. So you know what, Chris? I also think we win. A field goal? I think it's going to be a close game as well. Uh, you know what? I love your score picture. 45-42. Uh, 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 right. uh, let's go, baby. Let's go. Greater power, baby. Jazzed up. I wish the game was right now. They should have me do a, a pregame speech. <laughs> I'll get the boys buzzing. So you want to dive into our next segment with uh, Cliff Notes? Oh, yeah, baby. Some Cliff Notes. Um, so Cliff, you know, Owen won in the big three game stretch we, we've been talking about all season long, we but said he had a win too, but I will say, more. I will say he put us in the position to win the game. Yep. You know, he, it, Cliff did not coach the game poorly. He coached it well. He put us in the position to win the game. I would have liked a little bit of a better offensive scheme and getting the boys going a little bit more, maybe some better protection packages. So we wouldn't have so much pressure on the quarterback. But he put us in a position to win the game. It was tied up with three minutes left, and it was just a costly mistake by a player, and it, it burned us. But Cliff did he a good job us. coaching. But I think the biggest thing, like I just said, is him getting the boys up and ready for the next game. Yeah, he's proving that he is a good coach, and we should have no more rumors about getting rid of him. Okay. I agree. Resign Cliff, AD. Come on. <sighs> Yeah, keep him for the long haul. And, you know, I think that's all we really need to say about Cliff. He's We got two more big games ahead of us and then two more big 12 games to end the season. Let's end on a high note. Let's get a fucking win streak, huh? Let's do it, baby. All right, let me take a, a quick second to thank our sponsor this week. And it Who's is that? Uh, it's GVH Distribution. Oh. No matter how big your package, we can handle it. <laughs> yes, they can. <laughs> oh, wow. Thanks for shouting Special out our sponsor, lot. Ryan. Oh, no problem, brother. Um, you want to hop into the next segment? Yeah. You want to say Raiders in the NFL, or do you just want to talk about Mahomes again in the Mahomes Minute? I'm going to say it's the Mahomes Minute this week. Ooh, um, baby. Because it's a pretty cool week. It's uh, The Kansas City Chiefs are taking on the Cleveland Browns, which means it's another Mahomes versus Baker Mayfield matchup. Are oh, we yeah. reigniting the rivalry, Chris? Are we reigniting it? I have been thinking about this game all week. Mahomes wants revenge. The last big Oklahoma 
Texas Tech game, that was one for the ages. That was a shootout. We're not going to see a I'm, shootout like that again, but that was a shootout, okay? I mean, that was literally a record-breaking box score. Yeah, and Mahomes proved, you know, Tech was not good that year. They were they were hot garbage that year. And Oklahoma was really good that year, and Mahomes almost did it. So I think he's been probably pondering this. And it's been it's been in the news, right? You know, everyone yeah. was talking about the stats that Baker Mayfield broke. And that, you know, that probably, you know, rallied him for that Heisman, Heisman campaign. That's probably one of his biggest games that he had on his resume. And Mahomes got overlooked. And guess what? Now who's getting all the attention, Ryan? Who's it is Patrick all the good Mahomes. It is it's Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. It is and I want to point something else minute, out. Hour, week, year. I want to point something else out too. Okay, you let's know what? hear it. They they all talked about Mayfield because they won that game in that wild shootout. Because you know, I know he fucking he threw five hundred forty five yards in a record sitting seven touchdowns. Well, you know what? Fucking Patrick Mahomes did. He threw for seven hundred and thirty four yards, five touchdowns, and had another hundred yards rushing and two rushing touchdowns. He had like eight hundred and fifty yards from scrimmage, setting a Texas Tech, a Big Twelve, a fucking everybody record. So you know what? Mahomes was better then, and he's better now, Chris. Mahomes. Just remember the reason Mayfield didn't play at Texas Tech. You want to hear you. why? It was you. It was you. <laughs> you can feel it in your plums. You're hungry. You're hungry. You're better than him then, still fucking better than him now. <laughs> You're way better than him. Um, um, yeah. So that's, I mean, I guess we could talk about his stats from last week against the Broncos. Um, you know, a pretty exciting game. Just, I love watching the Chiefs, right? And not just because they're tearing everyone apart except for the Patriots for some reason. But Mahomes uh, completed 24 <laughs> passes at a 34. It wasn't his best game, but he did get four touchdowns. Uh, he had one interception. And it was a forced interception, but 303 yards. I can say that he's playing pretty well. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. So, and you know what? I would heavily agree with that sentiment, my friend. Heavily. What, what is the under-over for this Browns game coming up? <laughs> Um, let me take a quick look, because uh, I'm going to say it's not going to be as high as you think, because the Browns, they don't tend to score too many points, Chris. I would hammer that over, because all the intensity we're talking about Mahomes, I feel like Mayfield has the same thing going through his veins on this one. He and wants it, to it prove is... that he's the better QB, but he's not. We all know he's not. Yeah. So he's it's probably not. a little like jazzed up himself, because Mahomes is getting all his attention. He's like, you know what? I think I'm better than that guy. Guess what? You're not, but you're still, you can think it. I'm going to let you think it. And I think you're going to score some points in this game. But yeah, I think I would take the over in this one up to like so 70 it's, uh, points. It's 51, my friend. Oh yeah. And that, um, that's a hammer for sure. And another interesting point about this game it is Cleveland's first game after firing their head coach and their offensive coordinator. Oh baby. So, you know what? That actually tends to, to drive a offensive revival. So I kind of also agree with the over, but while taking the over, Kansas City minus eight and a half because if you don't think they're win by two touchdowns, you're already a fucking tree. Oh, Mahomes is going to – I could say he might have six touchdowns in this one. Oh, my God. He might break Baker's college record and get eight. <laughs> He's going to be fired up, my man. Uh, but why don't we hop into the big games this week? All right. Yeah, let's start with uh, number six, Georgia, going to number 11, Kentucky. Georgia is a nine-point favorite. Which way are you leaning on this one? So nine points, two scores, it's a lot for uh, uh, this big SEC uh, East matchup. And actually, this is going to determine the SEC East champion for the year. And, you know, Georgia, I think it's just generally the better team, uh, mainly because of their offense. You know, both defenses are stout. 
And uh, Kentucky's defense is the better defense. They are an incredible defense in all aspects of the game. But Georgia, uh, their their defense, it can be had. Their run defense isn't the best. And I just, but the problem is the Kentucky offense. I don't think it can get going. Their mm. quarterbacks aren't good. Their running backs haven't been great. They've been winning the game defensively on getting some, you know, some scores, but they, they don't score a lot. And Georgia, there's been a lot of talk about Jake Fromm talking. Is he not as good as last year? Blah, 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 blah. Well, Jake Fromm, I think last week proved to us that he is still that good quarterback. And I know Georgia's going to win this, but nine points is too close for me to call. So I don't think I'll be taking this game personally, but Georgia's going to get this W in Kentucky. That's exactly what I was going to say to the T. Literally, the words were taken out of my mouth. It's like I typed it and they were on the show notes and then you just said them. It's crazy how much I take a like sometimes. I am not going to touch this one. I would probably just take Georgia Moneyline, but yeah. Yeah, wow. I can't believe how much we think alike. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Uh, next game? Yeah, next game. Let's hop into it. All right, let's go uh, number 14 Penn State going into play number 5 Michigan at the Big House. Michigan is minus 10 and a half. Christopher, what are your leans? Wow. You know, this is going to be – this is a massive game. This has not only big – you know, ha- does not have East Division – uh, implications, but also has powerhouse uh, playoff implications for Michigan. So, thinking about this one, I mean, just because Penn State can put up points doesn't mean that Michigan can't cover this one. Uh, you know, no defense has been better at stopping teams than Michigan from putting up points, right? So, I'm going to lean with Michigan on this one, Ryan. That's just my take. What are you thinking? I'm also going to go Michigan on this one. I'm calling uh, this season the Michigan Revenge Tour. Um, Mm. Everyone's talking about how they can't beat ranked teams coming into the season. They've just proven week in and week out that uh, they're fucking legit. And, you know, they really hold the cards in their own destiny because if they win out for the season, they're very much so likely to be in that national playoff uh, picture. So they have to win out. They have to beat these hard teams and, and win these big games. And I think 10 and a half, I think they're going to win by a couple scores. I think this Michigan offense behind Shea Patterson, you know, they can run the ball. They can pass the ball now. And uh, the defense, like you said, best in the country. Uh, I'm with Michigan here. 10 and a half. Let's fucking go. Revenge tour. Let's go. Uh, let's talk about one more big game before we get into this huge Big 12 slate. Let's talk about number one Alabama going into play number four LSU at the Swamp. Bama is a 14-and-a-half-point favorite, and this one has all the national playoff stipulations in the world. It's for the SEC West Championship, essentially. It is two of the powerhouses of the FBS. It is crazy, and at the same time, Alabama's probably going to dominate. I mean, this might be a simple breakdown for the fans out there, but this game is going to come down to third downs, Ryan. For both teams, okay. it's going to come down. To, it's going to come down to third downs, and Alabama has been extraordinary on third downs, not letting the other yes. teams complete. They only allow thirty percent of all third down completions. So, I mean, I don't know about the line, Ryan. I just know that Alabama is going to roll on this one. So I'm going to say roll tide for the first time in my life. I just did. And I'm going to say it again. Roll tide. Uh, so the way I see it, it, it's pretty similar where it comes down to the LSU offense. You know, this Alabama defense is probably the worst Alabama defense in a decade. That's not saying they're bad. It's just saying that they can finally be scored on. And, you know, 
this LSU offense, it's going to come down to them. They have to get the ball going. They have to get it like running, running the ball. Alabama's not the best run defense. If they can get their run game going, that'd be huge for them. And I think the quarterback, you know, he's got to do a little bit of running. The running back's got to do a little bit. And like you said, they have to convert and keep the ball in the offensive's hands. If they can convert those third downs and they can keep the ball in their hands and away from Tua and that Alabama offense, they can have a chance. The problem is, I just don't know if their offense is good enough to do it. It is in the swamp. It's a massive game. The fans will be up. It's, I mean, it's a, one of the biggest games of the season every year. But I just don't know if their offense is up for the task. Meanwhile, LSU's defense might be incredible. But Alabama's offense is one of the best offenses in college football that I have ever seen personally. I mean, they've always had the good run game. Quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, Tua, I don't know what it is, but he just throws the ball and it looks majestic. I mean, I hate lefty quarterbacks normally, but him, you know, he has a little bit of legs under him. He's not known as a runner. He can, but when he throws the ball, it just seems like he has so much touch on it, no matter how hard he throws it, and it just drops in. And it's like, it's fucking pretty to watch. And, you know, I'm, I'm tearing up thinking about Tua right now. Um, but, I mean, I, he, I just, I know they're going to score no matter how good that LSU defense is. I think, I I. I would love to see uh, Coach O and the, the boys down the bayou get a win and uh, keep it close, but I got to go Alabama minus 14 and a half, man. Might be a fucking three-point score. All right. Well, we'll talk. You want to hop into the Big 12? Yeah. Hop into the Big 12 with one of the most exciting teams in the Big 12 right now, Ryan. Do you know who I'm talking Kansas? about? You're talking about Kansas? Kansas. Mm-hmm. Oh, baby. Mm-hmm. What's that cheer again? Uh, Rock Chop Jayhawk. Rock Chop Jayhawk. They just came off of probably their biggest win in years, beating TCU maybe, at home. Maybe um, program history. Well, they did beat Texas <laughs> at home a few years ago, but this is definitely one of the biggest wins they've had. I mean, a win in the Big 12, Ryan, for Kansas, that is huge. But we got the new guys, Iowa State, coming off, coming off of a massive win against Texas Tech, RIP. And uh, Iowa State is a 14 and a, 14 and a half point favorite in this one at Kansas, Ryan. Uh, which way are you leaning? So, like you said, Kansas, fucking exciting. Yeah, it's been great to watch them. Honestly, stuff. I'm cheering for the Jayhawks. Yeah, I mean, we have been all season. We've been, we've been pro Jayhawk all year. Mainly because they're not a threat. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> In the in the wild, yes, Jayhawks are usually not a threat. No, especially um, for a redheaded, bearded guy with a couple guns. He can yeah. he can mow he can mow down those Jayhawks. Oh yeah, baby. Uh, but the thing is, Iowa State obviously is a good team. Kansas off a huge win, but I think Kansas's win was mainly because TCU is so bad. Um, right now, TCU is it, just having a tough time as a program uh, with their guy well, getting picked are. off the team. Yeah, you know, um, I I think. This is this is my take on this actually. You know, fourteen and a half point spread. I think Iowa actually wins by ten to fourteen. So Kansas covers, and the reason is this: Iowa State, historically, at least in my opinion, plays to their competition. When they play really good teams, they beat really good teams. When they play bad teams, sometimes they lose. Sometimes it's close. Iowa State. When you lose to Iowa State and you're in the Big Twelve, that's how you know. Oh shit, we're a really good team. Exactly. I mean, Iowa State lost to TCU. Right? Kansas yeah. just beat TCU. They did indeed. Did you watch that TCU game? <laughs> I did not. Was it bad? It was hilarious. TCU would have won the game, but they butt fumbled within the last five seconds when they were. <laughs> yeah, they, the, the quarterback <laughs> literally butt fumbled, and uh, they were like at the 10 yard line to win the game, and uh, the clock ran out. You hate to see that. I love yeah, to see that, hate. honestly. I love it to see that. Yeah. 
Um, um, yeah, Rock Chalk Jayhawk, let's go yeah, for it. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm not going to really take a stance in this one. I just really hope Kansas wins the game. Uh, moving on, we got Oklahoma State also coming off of a massive win at Baylor. Oklahoma State is a seven and a half point favorite, Ryan. What are you thinking? Uh, I mean, it's a classic come down spot after you come off a massive win and you're kind of out of it as far as, you know, Big 12 championships. Yeah, they can still make a bowl game and everything. But it's your classic come down spot where teams typically don't play up to what they should. At the same time, Baylor is such an afterthought at this point. I mean, I feel like I have nothing interesting to say about them besides nothing. like, oh, they have, have they have two good receivers. Like that's that's all I have. Um <laughs> Oklahoma I mean, State is fired up, man. That was yeah. a huge, huge win. Mike Gundy is fired up. My yeah, but that's why. That's why sometimes teams lose the next one or, or it's close to the next one because they come down. Cornelius but you know, I, played I, out of his mind in that yeah. Texas game. I think that Oklahoma State wins, but I think seven and a half is a pretty good line. If it was less than seven, I'd take Oklahoma State. If it was ten or more, I would take Baylor. It's probably a stay away for me because I think it's going to land right in that seven to ten range. Yeah, I really don't care either. <laughs> to no. Be to be honest, I, I really don't care. I won't really care about Baylor until Tech is playing them in Dallas. I don't know if we're yep. going. We should go. Maybe we might go. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. moving on. Next game, we got Kansas State at TCU. TCU is a favorite by eight points. Uh, again, I could care less at this point, but yeah. Yeah, uh, so this game I don't really <laughs> care about, but at the same time, as a betting perspective, this might be one of my favorite plays of the week. Kansas oh. State, dude. TCU is a dumpster fire at the moment. They are so depressed at what's been happening to them. They don't their, even their care quarterback anymore. sucks. Yeah, they don't care about what's happening. Their quarterback sucks. Their best player on offense, the receiver, got kicked off the team for getting arrested for bad, bad boy things. Very bad and things. And you know what? Uh, can't like Kansas State. I mean, I feel like that old ass fucking coach is still getting them riled up. Bill and they, yeah, fucking Schneider. <laughs> like, they, like he still cares. He wants to see some wins before he has to leave. Um, Never mind. <laughs> yep, <laughs> I know what you were gonna say. Um, uh, so I, I think Kansas State covers because TCU sucks. I mean, fuck, whatever. Yeah, uh, I would agree with you on that one. Again, it's just kind of a <laughs> game for me. Uh, moving right. on, biggest game other than Texas Tech this week is number 12, West Virginia, at number 15. Wow, did they drop Texas. Texas is a two-point favorite. My God, Ryan, this is it. This is this a is huge it, game. Massive, Massive game. Who do you, right, before you jump into a prediction, who would you want to win this game? So I want Texas to win. Due to that whole uh, smorgasbord of what I said earlier about how we can make the Big 12 championship. So to keep my dream alive, I would want Texas to win. It would also validate Tech's win when they beat Texas in a week, make it way more impressive. Um, they would also so be I ranked would, higher. Exactly. So we'd be beating a higher ranked team. Uh, I, I think for Texas Tech's implications, I want Texas to win. However, when I look at this game, I think about Will Greer. When I think about Will Greer in this game, well, last year, this is a game where he dislocated his finger and he was out for the rest, or broke his finger, whatever it was, and he was out for the rest of the year. So he wants Mm -hmm. revenge at this game. Also, I mean, West Virginia, they have one loss, and if they can win out, they can beat Oklahoma and beat Texas, they would still be sniffing that Big 12 championship. I mean, that that national playoff implications and having a chance to get in if other people lose. So West Virginia, they're going to be riled up and ready to go, and they need this win. Um, If I'm thinking with my brain betting perspective i'm probably leaving west virginia making the upset but if i'm thinking with my heart 
I'm going Texas minus two. I want them to win. I want Texas to win for Tech. So, fucking A. Let, let's go Longhorns. I'll never say that again. <laughs> Please never say that again. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't think you have anything to worry about, man. I think Texas wins this game. I think they win pretty easily also. I think West Virginia is not going to be able to handle the physicalness, the physicality of the Texas run game, okay? And I think Texas defense can plan something up to take Will Greer out of it. And their passing attack, passing attack, it's really just going to come down to the running attack for West Virginia, which is hit or miss. So I think, uh, you know, hook up on this one, baby. I think uh, Texas comes out with the W. Hey, I'll never say long. Let's go Longhorns, but you never I'm, say hook them again. I'm literally getting a stomach ache thinking about this. The words that just came out, out of my mouth. So, uh, Chris, you Chris, wanna, I, like uh, wrap this one up, man. Yeah, I need to end this podcast. I need to go throw up. I need some thumbs for sure. All right, all right, Chris. Well, let's go Texas Tech, and uh, I'm Ryan, and I'm Chris, and this has been the Raider Power Podcast. Guns, guns up, up baby. Oh, baby.